Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Oh, hey, hey, hey. What's oh, up, hey. guys? Hey, what's going on? Good I? Oh, I'm here. sorry. I'm still stuck in Aussie mode. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's only three of us. Oh, this week. yes. I'm used to, I'm not That's used to not while. having guests. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I'm not enough for you? I don't amuse you? Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I sense a, little, sense a little jersey coming out. What, am I a clown? Do I amuse you? <laughs> but yeah, back to the classic, me. classic lineup here tonight. The classic, the second classic, 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 forget it. Yes, the new classic. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the new classic Coke. Am yes. Um, all right, so we've got a pretty fucking killer show here tonight. I'm gonna let Ed reveal the topic, but before that, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So, first of all, hello, hello, listeners. It's been a while, um, that it was just us talking to just you, and we're super stoked. Um, thanks you guys for all the uh likes and the views on our YouTube. You know, it's just still been a pretty short while that we've been releasing on YouTube, and um. I I think that um, most people probably watch to see me look like an idiot when we're playing songs. <laughs> I'm here for your amusement, apparently. Um, I know I laugh every time I watch it back. So <laughs> I think it was ET that was the inspiration. He was like, "If you could see Sailor's <laughs> yeah." And I must say that. Um, our pizza, New Jersey. It was supposed to be a new. Well, it was supposed to be a Bon Jovi episode. Then it was supposed to be a New Jersey episode, and it turned into a pizza episode. Um, every time I come across it and see Professor Sailor, that thing. <laughs> if you guys have not gone to YouTube to watch it, if you heard it, I'm sure you laughed. Hopefully, you laughed. But um, if you haven't actually watched it on YouTube. There are some gems. My husband has become very talented at editing our videos. And we I worked really hard on that slide. And he put some gems in there. And Matt and I <laughs> watched it together. I was like, come on, come on. You just got to watch the clip. Um, and screamed and like grabbed each other. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> some really funny stuff. So I hope you enjoyed my um, Springsteen karaoke won't be doing that again for a while um sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um we, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight and we're gonna get really nerdy with music we haven't done we haven't done our old school style in a long time and we're gonna go back to that tonight because we're gonna discuss one of my favorite bands of all time from the 80s and um a band that deserves uh to kind of do a deep dive into and it's a battle tonight, so put mm -hmm. on your boxing gloves, motherfucker. Yes, old school style. I'm here to get Old get school you. style. Yeah, yeah. So, but before that, um, just a couple of things. You know, I hate starting the show off with bummers, but, you know, that's the world we live in, live in sometimes. It's, we're going to have a good time. But um, right now, when, as we're recording this, um, a really dangerous hurricane, hurricane is hitting New Orleans, and... Um, just, you know, collectively want to send out some serious vibes um, to that place. And um, I have no idea what it's going to look like by the time this gets released. I hope 
that it is not as bad as they are thinking it's going to be, but our hearts go out to anyone that is in the area that's affected by it, that is worried about their family. My heart breaks. I had to actually just stop looking at some things online because I was getting really upset. I'm so incredibly sorry. So we're with you. Our hearts are with you. We're going to be thinking about you. And, um, you know, this one's for you guys. All right. And Matt, we have a couple pieces of business to get through uh, before we let Ed reveal the topic. Yes, we do. And I hate to continue the train of bad news, but, you know, when we touched on this at our Aussie part two episode, but we've lost seemingly what seems like an endless amount of great artists in the genre that we all love. I mean, and it happens. It's happened many times where they they come in, in waves during this five-year span that we've been on the show. But I don't know. It just hits harder. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just been hitting harder as the more people go and more people go. It's like uh, but exhaustion. We lost. It's like it's, it's exhaustion. Like it really is. Exhaustion, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and you can't help. I mean, maybe this is just me personally and you guys can, you know, tack on here if, if you feel the same way, but it's like, you're just waiting for somebody else, like for another shoe to drop. And you're just <laughs> hoping that it's not this person or that person, but you know, it's just unfortunate, but um, yeah. yeah. So we lost two great musicians, um, Jeff Labor, lead guitarist from Cinderella, who we just covered not mm -hmm. too, not too long ago. Mm hmm maybe two months ago, maybe. Um, yeah, really, really sucks. Uh, and then of course, um, you know, Charlie Watts, Rolling Stones, 80 years old. Um, you know, I just watched an interview with David Lee Roth. Um, if I could just tangent for two seconds where he was talking about his health and fitness and how him at his age, all the work he has to put in to still perform as rarely as he does. But uh, he, Gosh, he's always went, been like super healthy guy. He's right? been very, very, he's a very healthy guy. Um, wow. food and like the whole nine yards. Uh, but he said that he, what he does is a cakewalk compared to what the guys from the stones were doing who, you know, still perform every once in a while. Um, and you know, he got into detail about watching Mick Jagger workout and watching Charlie Watts and, and then, you know, Keith Richards and everything they do to keep their bodies in the best shape possible. Um, but it's just, it sucks, well, man. Well, Keith like, Richards I mean, just keeps smoking. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yes. The end of the world, there will only be cockroaches and Keith Richards. Keith Richards, yeah. Maybe yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, too. <laughs> and maybe Ozzy, yes. <laughs> because Sharon will have, like, fucking preserved him. She'll be the yeah. one that figures out, like, that bitch is going to be the one that figures out, like, how to live forever with injecting some crazy ass fucking shit. I don't know. <laughs> also, you don't die until I say you die. <laughs> it's not in your contract. You can't do this. <laughs> um, but talk about a guy and it's more of a collective with the Rolling Stones, but obviously Charlie Watts, a single person that had influenced just a countless endless number of musicians that came, I mean, I don't know if there is a rock musician that existed after they started that didn't say the Rolling Stones were a huge inspiration. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, think there's a many, single artist. <laughs> how many years, yeah. how many years have they been a band? Since the late 60s, mid so, to late yeah, 60s. So what we're talking, yeah. what, over 60 years. Yeah. yeah. 
oh yeah they've easy been a band so yeah 60 years of influencing people and look i'm not a huge stones fan i never have been but i mean you know they're 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 pillars of the rock world um but also i feel so much for the other guys in the band you know you get close in a band when you're together for a year or two years or five years or ten years but that's the majority of their lifetime to be get, so connected to each other. I'm 1962. So 62. Jeez. I never would have guessed it would have been that early. Me I just know. I would have said 68. Yeah. Maybe 66. Wow. But 62. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's when the Beatles released their first album, basically. I think 62 around Actually, that time. It's, that's insane. I mean, it, it's crazy because I hear 80 and I think, oh, I mean, my, my inclination is say, oh, oh so, so young. Because it does seem so young these days. I think it will be for our generation and even more so for the ones after us. But, you know, those guys definitely lived their lives yeah. <laughs> all the way. So he had a good long run. For oh, yeah. sure. Well, well, tonight we are going to be talking about a band that's slightly more contemporary than Rolling <laughs> Stones. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> a band that actually formed in let's see if i get this right well they released their first out they released their first studio album in 1986 so they coming in towards the second half of the the 80s but the band i'm talking about is the band it's not the car company it's a band that formed before the car company called yeah. tesla even though they're both named after the same historical figure <laughs> He Tesla. came first. Yes. One of yeah. <laughs> my favorite bands, you guys, of all time, Tesla. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. Favorites. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. But this is the, a battle, my friends, right? Yes, this it is. It's gonna be a battle. And we've got two old timers and one newer timer. So that always makes things interesting. But uh before we get to this battle that I'm so fucking excited about, we gotta talk about whiskey. Absolutely. Matthew. Uh-oh, you're muted. Oh, rookie mistake. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been doing this for years. All right. Oh, damn. The mute button got me. Oh, well. I'm like, Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, pick up what I'm throwing down here. Well, anyway, I got to drop my line. So, as always, I say every week, Metal Rock and Whiskey, Whiskey the third word in the name. It is not the least important by any means, and that's why we spend so much goddamn time talking about what's in our glass. So who wants to go first? Usually I throw you know it to you guys. I'll, I'll yeah. go first tonight because I'm going to throw everyone for a little bit of a loop here. Okay. So we All might right. as well just get that out of the way. Right. Let me pour a dram and get comfy. Yeah, you better. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just want to take a little bit of a break um, 
from drinking. It's healthy to do so. Um, I know we all kind of go through periods where, you know, I'm going to take a week off or I'm going to take a month off or a couple weeks off or whatever. And it's good to do that. Um, so I am um, doing that right now. Uh, just going to give my liver a bit of a break. Uh, you know, might seem strange because I deal with alcohol every day for my job, but we can do it. And um, I'm doing it with the help of a new friend. And um, I just want to say right now, this is not a sponsorship moment. We are not paid to talk about this. Um, I think you guys know how we feel about that. Um, if we talk about products, it's because we genuinely like them. If you want to pay us to talk about your products, we're happy to do that too. But if we don't like it, we won't take your money and we won't talk about it. And that's how that works. We'll talk about um, anything. <laughs> within reason. No, I won't talk about your fucking ball cream. Stop talking about shit on Instagram. <laughs> Junk um, yeah. you still I mean, getting guess, emails from Corbin? Uh, I mean, on Instagram, yeah. I mean, I get that I've got big fucking cojones, but um, I don't need cream for them. So thank you. Um, all right. <laughs> to the whiskey. Uh, I am drinking Liar's American Malt. It is a non-alcoholic spirit. Hmm. So um, non-alcoholic beverages have been around for a while. You know, non-alcoholic beer has been around for a really long time. Is it good uh, right now? Yes, the answer is oh, yes. It is? Was it good? Oh. Hell no. No, it was not. Non-alcoholic wine. Was, was it good? N no. Is it good now? Yes. Hmm. Um, non-alcoholic spirits. Fuck yeah. So I am... I have been working uh, with two brands in specific at uh, the Cocktail Factory, and that's Liars, which I'm going to talk about tonight, and um, Ritual Zero Proof. And they are both fantastic companies. Their mission is fantastic. Um, you know, the philosophy really is, and coming from my days behind the bar, when when people would have guests with them that didn't drink, it's like, I didn't have a lot of options for them, or I just didn't have time because my bar, what the bar program wasn't built to do that. And that's just not fair for guests. Because if you're really, um, if you really, if you want to be a real mixologist, it's about flavors. It's not about getting drunk. It's not about how much alcohol is in this. It should be about what kind of components can I put together to make a delicious beverage. And sure, we all want to get a little toasty sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what if we don't? What if we can have an actual glass of whiskey that tastes good? What if we can have a spirit that tastes good? Or what if, you know, you want to, at, at brunch, I can remember, I used to, you know, want to have a few drinks, but we could sit there for hours because it's brunch, right? But if you keep drinking, it's two o'clock and you're wasted on the floor. And I'm like, well, there goes the rest of my damn day. So I would just say like, well, give me a soda water in between drinks. Now I can say, oh, I'll have a non-alcoholic cocktail every other, right? I'm still drinking. I'm still imbibing, having flavors. I'm, I'm doing that ritual. I have the sociability of it. I'm drinking with everyone else, but I don't have to get wasted. So um, that's what's really cool. And they are really well-crafted these days. Um, Liars has like everything you could think of. Their um, line is phenomenal. We use all, everything they make um, at the cocktail factory. Same with Ritual Zero Proof. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. So, so I'm curious about the taste of uh, Zero Proof um, 
bourbon or whiskey or whatever it's called. I'm sure it can't be called bourbon, but uh, the whiskey. Um, so is it, do you get a lot of the same, the same nose, the same flavors, um, maybe the same finish, but just without like the, the little alcohol tingle or burn or whatever you, you want to call it in there? Yeah. So you get full flavor notes like honey, um, sweet spice, um, you get a char flavor, cedar, oak, vanilla, toasted nuts. It's complex. There's an actual beginning, mid palate, and finish. There's a mouthfeel to it. Um, Matt and I sampled these together, and we were so surprised at the mouthfeel and the finish and the, you know, how it lingers. Now, I will say not all of them are built to drink neat by themselves. Um, this single malt in specific from Lyre, and it's spelled L-Y-R-E, apparently named after a bird that doesn't have its own song. It just copies other bird songs. Very clever. Um, and this is called the American Malt. And um, this in specific is very good by itself. Um, some of them, you know, you definitely need to put in a cocktail, but some are really nice. And so um, really, it's just great to have, like to have on hand if you have someone that comes over that doesn't drink, you can make them the same old fashioned you're having or the same Manhattan or whatever, you know, um, <clears throat> they have such a cool range. They've got, you know, like a vermouth option. They've got a rum option. They've got a gin option. They've got a yeah. Aperol option. They've got, you know, they're not called this of course. Um, and same with ritual. They're just phenomenal. And, um, it's, it's just really nice to have as an alternative. And it's so interesting because I've been reading for so long about how there's a market for this and it's just really untapped. Yeah. And um, so I I put out, I put a word out to my cocktail club members at the cocktail factory and basically said, Hey, you know, we're going to be featuring these spirits. We're going to have these on hand. Anyone that wants a non-alcoholic box, just ask for it. And also if you just want to swap out a box one month, because you want a break for a month, you're not drinking this. Sure. But you still want really nice cocktails. You want to be involved in what my cocktail club does every month, all the fun things. I'll switch it out for non-alcoholic for you. Boom. 30% of my members asked to be switched out this month. Wow. And said, 30%. That's huge. That is. Huge. And then I'm definitely going back next month, but I want to get ready for the holidays. So I'm giving myself a break. I'm like, it's really smart, especially yeah. this month because we're featuring coffee. So, um, and then a couple people said, oh, my spouse or my partner or my roommate, they don't drink. And they are, they, they look at this box and they're like, oh, sad face. You know, I want to yeah. be involved in that too. And I can't always make the mixes non-alcoholic because what's popular. So <clears throat> I'm like, hey, I'll put yours in with, we'll put them in together. They can have a non-alcoholic option. You have the alcoholic and you both are drinking the same thing and having the same experience. Well, I have to be with you a thousand percent sailor on that because, and it was probably my own hubris when I first saw these things hit the shelves that I said, non-alcoholic whiskey, tequila, gin, what the fuck is this? You know, like, honestly, what is this? And, you know, really sitting down and thinking about it, being exposed to uh, your business sailor and the option of having that. Uh, and then finally sitting down and putting it to my lips and getting to taste it. Uh, it works. It's done very well. Uh, and it just makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, like you said, Sailor. So my hubris be damned. I mean, hey, I felt the same way. You know, I 
Yeah. <clears throat> I've had, I had some really serious major surgery years ago and couldn't drink for two years. I was working at a distillery at the time. Um, and I was just like, what do I, what do I do with my ritual? <clears throat> Excuse me. Of having a drink and a just, just, it's the, it's not about getting drunk. It's about the ritual of it. It's about the exactly. flavor. I mm -hmm. love the flavor. And there was and, nothing at the time. It was gross. It was and how cool is that for like, for ladies who are expecting, you know, you generally stop drinking when you you're pregnant and, and then you got to, you know, kind of have your little club soda over in the corner. All your friends are, you know, having their well, problem solved. Yep. Exactly. And or the same experience. Someone, God forbid, gets you one of those like, I don't know, like non-alcoholic champagnes and they don't bother to try it because they're kind of they're kind of annoyed and they don't mean to be, but it's kind of like, oh, so-and-so doesn't drink. Now I've got to have something for them, too. And I get it, you know, but it sucks for so-and-so. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's really cool. That is really cool. I'm going to definitely have to try check those out. But uh, so, yeah, so I'll go next. Um, I'm not drinking anything that's zero proof. <laughs> what I'm drinking is actually fairly high proof. Certainly are not. <laughs> so there's something new that... I just, I don't know how, I think it is fairly new to the market. I mean, I think it just came out this year. Uh, it's definitely new to me. Um, I saw, if anyone, one of our listeners, I know a lot of, we get of our, a, lot of list, a lot of our listeners from Instagram. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy on there called the Bourbon and Rye Club who, uh, Mikey, he, was, uh, he does a lot of little, you know, posts new stuff up there all the time. And he's very interesting to listen to. But he put this one up. Um, it's a it's it's from the makers of Barrel Bourbon, uh, B A R R E L L. Uh, there it's just some 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 guys. I'm not sure. I don't not sure if there's women in there or if there's just guys. But anyway, some individuals who are just they they they're master blenders. I mean, they can blend some awesome whiskeys. They don't they don't distill their own product. They just source them, blend them and bottle them and put them out there. And, and these barrel bourbons are great, but they've always been fairly expensive. They're always, you know, like in, if you find them in the $80 range, that's going to be really cheap for these. But this one, it comes in, this one comes in about $55 and it's in a different bottle. It's called Stellum bourbon. Um, and it is a cask strength blend of where well, I wrote it down here. Uh, some burp, all three bourbons. Uh, well, actually, it could be more than three bourbons, but they're sourced from Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. So I'm thinking MGP. Well, Kentucky, good luck guessing that. But uh, Tennessee, maybe Dickel. Who knows? But uh, anyway, uh, not it's necessarily a Dickel. Not necessarily. But uh, it, I'll tell you what. Um, it's uh like I said, it was cask strength. This one comes in at uh 114.98 proof or 57.49% ABV. And it is stellar. Stellum, but it's stellar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And, oh, and Mikey also pointed out that spelled backwards, it's mullets. So <laughs> I'm thinking going along with what we're talking about tonight, you know, back in that era is definitely a mullet era. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, on the nose, I'm getting some graham crackers. I'm getting honey, 
caramel, vanilla, a lot of your, your the great uh, classic bourbon notes and it tastes just as good. Sounds amazing. It's a solid, it's a solid, solid bourbon. I mean, for the value you get out of this, I mean, this goes toe to toe with one of our favorite uh, value bourbons, a wild turkey rare breed, mm. I'd say, which is Ooh. a cask strength wow. at a good price. Yeah, this is. Those are big this, words. Ed. Yeah, it yeah, is. I tell yeah, you what, you got to try it. this. If you are a wild turkey rare breed fan, Coming in at close to the same price, I think wild turkey may be just five to ten dollars less, but uh, this is right up there, and uh, you should put them side to side by side and check them out. Really, yeah. really good buy. All right, I'll be right over. I know, right? <laughs> Let's get in the car, Matt. That'd be a fun challenge to do. We should do. We should do that together when I'm. I'd like to. Again. I'd like to do to do the two of them blind together. Have someone yeah. pour me a sample of each. Given to me and see which one I actually like better. We can do it from the cocktail factory. I'll have I'll have them pour blind for all of us and just number them and they can tell it. They can put it in an envelope, sealed envelope when we're sitting on the show. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Yeah, it is highly recommend. Awesome. Um, so I am drinking, uh, and it goes along with I'll get into this later, but this bottle in particular trying to find something that, and I've been a little lazy with this lately, but trying to find something that pairs well with what we're talking about. And I had to pick a bottle that isn't what it seemed on the surface. Mm -hmm. If that's a little tease for how I feel. Yes. Um, so I am drinking the Glen Livet and they have their uh, Caribbean rum, rum cask finish hmm. right here. Um, and well, I can almost, be interesting. and I can almost kind of pinpoint where they get their rum cast from because I have the bottle that I think they use the barrels from. And I think it's from plantation, uh, which does a, a Fiji rum. Cause to me, if I were to blind taste this, it has a lot of aspects of rum from Fiji, just big tropical fruit, like a tropical fruit basket in a glass. Um, and I get that on here. Like I've, I could, I could, and someone might call me crazy saying this, but I can see myself blinding this and saying, I don't quite know what I'm tasting. And then obviously it's got the big Glen level label on it. So it's not what it seems. So, I mean, this hold is fantastic. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because I am not a Glen Levitt fan. Okay. At all. Got you. Because, Neither am I. I'm not a huge Glen Livet fan. Not, at all. I'm not. Not at all. Yeah. There's a specific. I have this with Makers too. Recognize Makers as a beautiful whiskey. There is something about something there in that flavor. I can. I know it every time, and I don't care for it. And gotcha. I've tried so many of the private barrel selections and this and that. And there's something. There's been a few that I was like, oh, okay, this I can drink this, but not. I don't love it. Right. Glen Livet's the same for me. So for you not to be able to identify that is really impressive. Really impressive. Yeah. Hmm, I want to try so, that. So, yeah. I mean, I can bring it to you tomorrow. I'm yeah. going to try it on yeah, a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> on a Monday morning. No. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but because I have a bottle of that plantation, or I should say I have a sample of that plantation Fiji downstairs as well. And I get 
it it is like that fruit basket. It just reminds me of exactly the same thing. Um, and to me, that ties in with the band we're going to talk about tonight. I see what you did there. Yes. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, cheers, guys, to uh, to our good health and making sure that uh, you say very good things about Tesla, Matt Earl. <laughs> I'll get you. Okay. Whatever. Can't so, be anything worse than I said about Def Leppard or, you know, oh, Journey God. or, yeah. Here we go. Oh, I'm still traumatized yeah. by the Journey one. I am too, for <laughs> reals. Um, all right. <clears throat> let's talk about this band, but before we do that, let's uh, listen to a song. Because I'm going to play as many Tesla songs as I can, my friends. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you may feel like we're going to go on and on and on and on about this band tonight. And we are. So buckle up, babies. Okay. So obviously, like we said at the top of the show, we're talking about Tesla tonight. You know, that 1980s band named after Nikola Tesla, who is, by the way, Okay, <clears throat> once again, Weird Sailor. I was telling Matt this a couple weeks ago. I had a huge cross on Nikola Tesla when I was in middle schooler. I know that sounds super weird, but um, it's because the depiction, and this is before Bowie was Tesla, right? The depiction I saw of him, so I had to do a book report. I mean, you know, I don't know, Matt, if you still had book reports, but it was a yes, thing back in the day. Okay. <laughs> and so I actually loved book reports go figure. I love researching a topic and then having to explain it. And I like learning the things about it and then talking about it. Duh. So I love book reports. Even when I was a shit student, I would always get A's on my book reports. The teachers would be like, you do so well in these book reports. Why do you suck at everything else? Because I'm bored. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't do it for me. Sorry. Um, so <clears throat> I saw a depiction of Tesla and of course they made him look like super handsome. And I was like, Oh my God, this brilliant guy who basically invented fucking everything got no credit for most of his inventions. The Americans, he tried to warn the Americans about so much shit. And we said, screw you. And it's this whole, like, he's like a rebel and he's brilliant and he was super handsome. Um, and yeah, middle school me was like, Oh, my heart beats with Tesla. So then a band comes out at the time we would have called them a metal rock band, whatever named Tesla. And I was like, what? Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Sold on the name alone. <laughs> Sold. Thank God. I also love their music. Um, so <clears throat> two of the most defining members of the band are um, Jeff Keith. Of course. Um, I think that Jeff Keith's voice is otherworldly. He is definitely one of the best, you know, hard rock, rock, that type of metal, what, when, when we called it metal back then, vocalist. And then Frank Hannon. Um, man, the two of them together are just phenomenal. So 
<clears throat> we decided, you know, we were going to battle two albums against each other. And it took a minute to figure out what we should battle, right? Um, it could seem obvious, but we, we put a lot of thought into it. We did decide to battle um, mechanical resonance against the great radio controversy. Um, so we're going to get right into it. And how I really want to do this is I want to go through each album, you know, playing it as you would have when you got the record. You know, you start with track one and you go until you're done. We've talked about this several times on the show, you know, that arrangement was very intentional then. You don't always know why. Sometimes you can find interviews that explain why it was, you know, laid out in such a way, arranged in such a way and what the thought process was. And sometimes they say, you know, we, we just didn't know. We, we put this song in here, even though it was the single, it turned out to be the breakout. I wish we could have put it in a different place. I always find that really, really interesting. I don't know about you guys, but I love to find out why they chose to arrange an album. So if, you, if you'll permit me tonight, <clears throat> we'll do this um, from beginning to end with each album. So we're going to start with Mechanical Resonance. Um, so you guys, just off, just right off the bat, you know, this album, what are your thoughts before we get into the tracks? Well, this was a, uh, of course, their first album came out in 1986. Um, I had, I was familiar with like the two big hits off this album, Modern Day Cowboy and Little Susie. But uh, overall, it um, was a lot more solid of an album than I really expected to hear out of it. Because back in the day, I, Tesla, for some reason, kind of slipped under the radar for me. Um, back in the day, I, I was familiar. I heard, you know, the hits on the radio. I loved them. You know, I hear, but I didn't like go out of my way to buy any of the albums or anything, of course. So, you know, but so this album was a pleasant surprise for me. That's what I'll say so far. Okay. Matt, what about you? <laughs> well, let me just lay the foundation here real quick. Just so, you know, my perspective is uh, versus my two esteemed co-host here. So this is new for me completely. I know one song from them and just because it was, it's usually thrown into a Spotify shuffle, you know, with, you know, name insert eighties band here, you know? Um, but I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by this album. It's way better than I thought it would be. Oh, cool. Sitting down and listening to it. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yep. Well, again, I went back like Ed did. I mean, I I had most of their albums. I had every t-shirt you could have at the time. Um, I was I was just in nuts about them. Um, but I went back and I decided I was going to um just really kind of go deep, do a deep dive analysis on each song, each track, and how I felt about it now. And I was very surprised that this album still held up for me. I mean, it's very of the time. I think that goes without saying, right? But, all right, let's talk about Easy Come, Easy Go. So right out of the gate, Jeff Keith shows off his vocal chops. 
I love the sound of his voice. It is that rock metal fucking perfection. And the guitar work is just unbelievable. So for me, easy come, easy go. Um, just, I'm going to start you off talking about this at, at about a minute 12. That was a great, um, that's a great opening track, by the way. It, yeah, it is a fantastic, yeah. it's, it's a hell of a way to introduce yourself, right? Yes. Um, and come out yes. of the gate. So it, let's it, made me, it made me raise an eyebrow like, okay, all right. Right. Yeah, Here exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if that was the intention, yes. well done. If it wasn't fucking awesome accident, yes. you know? So um, let's start off here at 112. I mean, that's oh, one fantastic. hell of a song to come out of the yeah. game with, right? Yeah. Jeff Keith, he's, like you said, he's definitely yeah. one of those singers oh. that you know it's him. When you hear his voice, Absolutely. that's it. There's no mistaking him for anyone else. What I think I love so much about, I love this, like I said, I love the sound of his voice. But I love that, unlike, let's say, Sebastian Bach. I love the sound of Sebastian Bach's voice when he's doing that raspy rock, but then he can't hold it in other areas. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it he's of, not consistent. Loses, yeah. Right. It, and it kind of loses that, you know, but Jeff Keith, he's got all of it. And he's actually a singer. And he just happens to come alive. He's in this pocket with the sound. And I just, I, I, I love it. I love the sound of his voice. And yeah. I think also Frank, I mean, Frank comes out of the gate too. Just like, just, oh, perfection. You know what? It's funny. I, I was listening to a few interviews with Jeff Keith and how he got his gig with the band originally was he did, he uh, did like a radio, a contest where he had to cover a song and he sang a Sammy Hagar song. And I could totally see him just killing a Sammy Hagar yeah. song because they've yeah. got similar qualities yes. to their yes. voice. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so um, we've got coming at you. The opening shred, you guys. <laughs> Holy shit. So big time Motorhead influences. I, I hear it immediately. But then it's got that boogie beat with that like wall of guitar sound from the 80s. Like when you had to do that with actual amps, you know, <laughs> when I'm talking about that, that, that sound, it's like yeah. a, that almost down tune. And then Jeff comes in with his vocals and it gives it that Def Leppard feel and that rat vibe. Um, and then Frank Hannon does such a great job with the guitar work in this song. It's, it's definitely a roller coaster of various different sounds and influences and for a minute i'm almost worried like why are we putting in five different styles of music in one song but it, they do it it works i mean i don't know i can totally hear also the influence of a lot of their favorite bands like the the boogie of zz top you know aerosmith um it's much more of a rock album i think this album than fitting into what we would have called a metal category at the time and then 
I'm going to start us off at, at nine seconds. Frank is coming for Eddie Van Halen. Like, he is like, motherfucker, I am coming. <laughs> Let me give you an example. <laughs> Oh, that's funny you bring that up. Because when I heard that, I thought the exact same thing. He was, you could definitely see he was really influenced by Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. That interview, um, too, with Jeff talking about the first time they saw Van Halen. Uh huh. That was fucking phenomenal. But you can hear him. He's like, he's like, yeah, motherfucker, I can do that too. (laughs) And he does. And he does. He does. He does it very well. He does very well. And he doesn't, I don't feel like it's this rip-off thing. I feel it's like it's just, like, um, I think I think I feel like all their influences, they're, they're doing an homage. They're showing their their genuine love of these sounds and these influences. Yes, yes because that's... different, right? You bring up, there was a point at some, I think this is a good time to make this point I was going to make. Tesla is just your good, classic, solid rock and roll. I mean, it holds up over time just as good as any other classic rock from, you know, the 70s, late 60s, early 80s. Sure. I mean, it's right there with them. Um, and you can totally hear their, you know, that's what they were influenced by. And that's kind of what drove them. You know, he also mentioned being fans of ACDC, mm-hmm. uh, Foghat, you know, a lot of those classic bands. So, yeah, totally. I totally get what you're saying. This song kind of and it it adds to what sailor said because she's kind of stole the thunder a little bit but i can add to it but it can no no it's fine no but you're you're on point completely because um i'm not going to make the eddie van halen example i don't know it's just i don't know but i I get what he was going for and obviously the style yeah Yeah. he was yeah exactly um but this lends to my overall bigger picture of how i feel about this band and why this works so well, um, which I, I don't, I don't want to save it for later, but um, just to reiterate what you said, there's a lot of different stuff there and that could go south definitely, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. So I'll just leave it at that. I, I couldn't agree more. And I yeah. think um, the next piece I'm going to play for you proves that. And so, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. You can shred at the beginning of songs. It's cool. 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 But then, There's this. I mean, they've, they've got the chops to do it. That's, that's oh, yeah. why they have oh, the yeah. talent. They have they 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 feel they feel really comfortable with themselves for such a new band. That's, oh, yeah. that's the feeling I get right away. Is they're all very comfortable in their talents, which is pretty mm-hmm. rare. Um, so it, at this, go ahead. I'm sorry. Ahead, okay, sorry. no, I was just gonna mention one more thing. I w- I was really impressed by uh, Frank's guitar. It is his his versatility 
and how he can go back. He can go from shredding on electric to some of the most beautiful acoustic. Yes. Guys, you ever seen, yes. you ever heard. Yes. A hundred percent. So <clears throat> I'm super happy with this album. At this point, I'm talking about tracks one through six. I love the sound. I also love the pace. Um, Too Late for Love came in right at the perfect time to punch it up a little bit. I was a little worried that we were going, is this album's a roller coaster, you know, and, and I was a little worried we were we were dipping down a little too far, but then they bring in Too Late for Love. Um, this is Jeff's vocal wheelhouse right here, for sure. Again, we're really, really showcasing what he has to offer. Um, Rock Me to the Top just continues with the fun, those bouncy beats. I can do without the backing vocals, I should say. He doesn't need backing vocals. It brings nothing, in my opinion, nothing. It takes away, makes it a little cheesy. He's just fine. Take him neat, no ice needed. Um, now, I don't wanna speculate on the arrangement here. You know, knowing what I know now <laughs> about uh, track seven, I would not have placed We're No Good together here. <laughs> oh. Speaking you know of what I mean? This when that when I heard that song "We're No Good Together," I think, and when I was listening to it, this is the first time I've heard it. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with rock set, when this song started out, I almost <laughs> expected to hear "Must Have Been Love." Been love. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Oh because my god! I knew you were going to say that. It's true. And <laughs> so uh, random, and they right? do throw. This is the one song they do throw in a little bit of dated synth sound into. Yes. But too, so. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't usually care for ballads, but with the sound of Jeff's voice, I don't give a fook at all. <laughs> like, I'll listen to him sing the fucking GD phone book. His, he, he shows off his range in this song. Um, and he's got a lot to show beyond his vocal abilities he has and his distinct style he has an appreciation for music in general and you can hear that he he really does a great job with the bluesy sound i mean he could that, that he could have just done that and been really successful um and so having said all of that i just don't want the song here I, I don't dislike it these ballads were very important at the time and it's definitely what you did um but I was not at all prepared for what was going to come next. And um, so, so you gotta, if you can listeners, listen to the listen to the album like you would have back when it was an album or a tape, right? Not mixing up the tracks. Because you go from that and then all of a sudden you get to <laughs> modern day cowboy and what they do with modern day cowboy is so unexpected because you don't know it yet. You haven't heard it yet, maybe, hopefully. And from what you've just heard, this just, I hate to, to, to pun it, blows you away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me, let me start here, here with this. I mean, we all, we all know the song, but just in this context. Just 
stop it there for a minute. I'm just going to stop it there for a minute. So, okay. One of my favorite rock songs of all time. I have known we were going to cover this band for a long time. We forgot about it. Other things got in the way. We talked about it and we forgot about it again. And then recently Matt was like, we got to do it. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, we, we haven't done it yet. Um, everything about this song is exactly what you want from an 80s rock band that's got the metal ver like verging on that, what we called metal then. Every single fucking thing is perfection. The arrangement in this song, I, I went back and listened to it over and over to not just like rock out to it, but I'm listening to it. The arrangement, again, I want to sit down with these guys and talk to them about <laughs> the arrangement because I'm obsessed with it. And lyrically, it's so rad. You have got to read the lyrics. If you haven't read them, go read them. Um, the song is up there like Rush's Working Man for me. I can listen to it 20 times in a row and almost break my neck from headbanging. Um, as a teenager, the song blew my little mind. Uh, I've mentioned how I felt about Nikola Tesla, and then seeing the video, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so then, just when you think this song cannot get any cooler, when you think, like, I know, I know what's happening here, I know what's going on, um, I, know, I know what sound is coming, you get this. thing for a young band. That's a hell of a thing oh, yeah. for a first album. I love the build-ups. Seriously. I mean, that's it. In this that's, song. They're so good. Syncopation. Yes. Syncopation, my listeners. Look up, look it up, but you know what? You don't have to. You just heard an example of syncopation. This band, that's a thread throughout every single song they ever do. It's the syncopation. They fucking nail it. And I'll tell you what, I want to be a drummer when I hear the song. This is a song where I go, oh, I want to be a drummer, right? Um, again, if I could interview Michael Barbiero or Steve Thompson, I would want to just sit down and be like, I don't care about anything else. Okay, let's talk about track by track. <laughs> Give me specific detail why it was arranged like this, and then tell me about the arrangement of each song. Like, who did that shit? I need to know who did that, because it's amazing. Um it's very hard for me to say anything negative about the album because I love Jeff and Frank together. What they become, like as, as separates, they're amazing, but as a whole, they are mind-blowing. Um, and then the last thing I want to say about this album is the song Before My Eyes. I think it's a really great example of their very distinct style, sound, arrangement, and atmosphere. And again, they do syncopation very, very well because there will be times where I'm like, nah, I'm, not so into, I'm not so sure I'm into this. And then they change it up and they got me. They pull me right in. Just when I'm about to be like, eh, I'm out the door. They're like, no, come back. We got this. Check oh, this out. I love perfect it. example of that is the song Getting Better. 
that mm. starts out a slower song and then all of a sudden about you know maybe a minute half two minutes in the song it ramps up and here we go i just love that a couple of songs classic one i wrote down that remind me of um guns and roses rocket queen is like oh, that. that's a great example and also uh poison there's a song called life loves a tragedy which does the same thing which which is fantastic this is just another one to add to that list of those songs that's a great example so if I can just put a bow on this for me anyway, this album. And I agree with everything he said about Modern Day Cowboy. That was the one song that's always in the shuffle that I'm just like, this is fucking killer. But one of my biggest, and you guys know this, I've said it, how many episodes have we done with bands from this era, this genre, right? It's got to keep me interested. It has to change things up. It has to not sound the same from track to track, okay? Lyrically, musicality wise it has to sound different and from track to track they change things up enough where i'm just like okay i didn't hear that in the previous three songs okay lyrically he's doing this he's going here and here and i didn't hear that i did not hear that octave in that song i didn't hear this lick in that song you know he's talking about something completely different in his lyrics here it's just not a continuation of you know, the first four songs into the fifth song about the same exact thing. So it kept me interested and it kept me it kept me tuned in to every single track on the album. And I can confidently say that I just don't get that with other artists of this genre. So 100 percent. Yeah. I think that's what makes them so incredibly unique and so fucking underrated. Like when I go searching for where their songs and albums plays i'm like get the fuck out of here are you kidding me come on i mean they're just they're just incredible incredible but unfortunately i think that they're a victim of the time mm -hmm. and yeah. people were looking for all of that other stuff at the time you know they weren't looking for that musicality per se maybe some were but i think you know they were, and I'll talk about this too, that they were put into sort of a niche that they don't belong mm -hmm. in. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can we can always play coulda, shoulda, woulda. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I have the same view. If these guys would have come out four to six years earlier broke with their, their first album, man, yes. I bet they would have been right they up there with the Van Halen's, with right, yeah, yes. all those. Yes, yep. yes, agreed. <clears throat> They unfortunately, yeah, I think the time fucked they were late right. to the party. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. late 70s, early 80s. Yes. You're 100% yes. right, Ed. Yes, all the way, all the way. It's interesting though, because I was, I was pulling a few of my friends that I know are like big time metalheads, but like metalhead like me, where I liked, you know, I needed um, some intelligence in the music. I needed, you know, I can tell when a good musician is talented and when a musician really isn't, it can have a fun sound, but it's not like, you know, I don't know what, the, how, how to articulate. It comes exactly, off as shallow. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my friends were like, dude, this is why I love old Metallica. And I like Tesla. And I, there's a correlation there, meaning I want the interest. I want the intrigue. I, I need the talent. I need that. Um, you know, the, the some parts that become a whole, you know, and it's and you will find a lot of like the diehard, really core metalheads 
love Tesla. And you then need those like yes, those rock, those like rock metal guys. They don't. They're like, eh, Tesla's okay. And I'm like, wait, what? What? So yeah, it makes sense. It does make sense. It's like it's like a bourbon. You want something that's complex, something that brings a lot of different flavors to the party, and is just not a one no thing. Yes, perfect example. And that's our show. <laughs> Metal <laughs> rock and whiskey. <laughs> you brought we'll it full circle. Time, time. No. Okay, we got, yes. we got another album to talk about. Yes, another album to talk about. Let's talk about the great radio controversy. Also, by the way, you guys. Fucking great album names. These guys are just very yes. intelligent, very clever. Um, I, I just love it. So I just want to give you a quote. Um, I, I was looking for quotes of the descriptions of how what how you would describe this album. And someone says this album sound has been described as glam metal to play inside the cab of a tractor with bluesy denim. It's downright wholesome. And I think I understand what what the attempt at articulation is here because I kind of get it. It's like, how do you describe the sound of this band? I was reading that uh, they, the band, almost they were. I oh, I forget what it was. It was in a um, a article write up or or whatever. But they were described as they were being lumped in with the glam metal, and they kind of resented that. Oh, and. Yeah. I, I would have felt the same way too, because they're definitely not just in that general category. No. Um, this also has one of my favorite album covers of all time. I've always loved this album cover. Yes. Whenever I see it, it's one of those iconic eighties album covers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I had the t-shirt. I had the t-shirt. I had the poster. Of course I had the album. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, okay. So going back and listening to this again, I, I did my tracks in order. First thing I wrote is, so <laughs> track one hanged up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Another give, great opener. Yeah, give <laughs> it all to me is what I wrote down. Give it all to me. Um, Take my money. Yes, production value way up. They deserved yes. it. Their sound commanded it. They worked for it. Should have been in the first fucking album. They should have gotten the budget they needed. That's the only you know, uh, unfortunate thing about that album. But anyway. But a distinct difference, though. There, It really is. It, bet, you, yes. Yeah. You, I, you can hear it instantly. Yeah. Um, great fucking start. I love this. I love the hook in this song so much. Once again, Jeff and Frank, they're like fucking butta. The two of them together. All right. Let me start off. I'm just going to start off right at the beginning with Hang Tough. Um, just, you know, like that. You don't know what's coming. You're listening to it for the first time and you get this. Again, just give it all to me. Just Jesus. I mean, uh, what an opening. What an opening again. It's your sophomore album. So impressive. Such a great, it's a, I, what I love is 
they came right back with that like bouncy bluesy you know but that edge of the metal sound just so amazing i love this song i love it and i love it as track one Mm -hmm. big time works really well Agreed. agreed then we've got lady luck so let's go let's let's skip to lady luck Lady Luck, again, I'm jamming. There's no interruptions. I still got that great upbeat, bouncy vibe again. They're in the spot. And for me, they're in this, when they get in that spot, there's just something about this band, you know, when, when you can feel that they're like right there in it. And let me get, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Such a great song, such a great beat, such a great beat. Yeah, that also, you didn't you didn't play the chorus, but that chorus is such a catchy hook, too. It is, it is. Yeah. I wanted to capture that part of it, but yes, 100%, the chorus. I mean, I feel like they're, they've got so many songs and hooks that just keep you right there that mm-hmm. are just fucking fantastic. You know, there's an argument to be made, and I've made it sometimes, that the second song on the album is the most important, not necessarily the first song. Yeah. Because if the first song say it's bad, you're gonna give them a second chance. Yeah, you know. So to come out with two songs like that, okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm like, I'm it. I'm all in now. I'm, yeah. I'm fuck- After Lady Luck, I'm all in. Give it to me. So then you get Heaven's Trail, No Way Out. And then there's number three. <laughs> you. <laughs> they love their blues. Um, and I know Jeff is a huge fan of Foghat and ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves that 70s bluesy rock. Um, and they've done a great job, I think, blending in this song. And that's fucking mm-hmm. hard. Um, and then the song gets, like, I didn't expect all of a sudden to be like, dude, this song's fucking hard. And it goes there, which sh- it, it shocks me. It's got an edge. I was worried in like the first, 10 seconds but then they brought it and once again jeff's vocals are just masterful in the song absolutely masterful no like you say i'm gonna reiterate a lot of what you said about modern day cowboy which i always which i also feel but heaven's trail this is like everything i want in a rock song yes right here i mean this is it this is my favorite hands down my favorite tesla song um Modern Day Cowboy coming in a close second. But yeah, this one does it for me. This is definitely one of my greatest rock tunes of all time right here. It always has been. I, wow. I, I couldn't agree more. I can't I can't completely agree with you about Modern Day Cowboy, but I mean, right you here. Don't like, I thought you said you liked Modern Day Cowboy. No, I love it. It's my favorite. I can't say I like this one more. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. You know I'm on a trip. I'm on a Yes, 
I mean, again, just unexpected, you know, that just, they're just creative, very, very mm-hmm. creative. Uh, just such a great, great song. Great song. So Ed, you're saying maybe top five songs, top 10 for you? Of all time? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I would. Well, I said what you said before. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is definitely one of my favorite rock songs from that era, for, for sure. Okay. All right. If I had, if I could do a top, you know, there's a lot of songs I like. Oh, yeah. I mean, so if I did a top 100, I would say this will probably be somewhere in the top 50. Okay. All right. For sure. All right. So then next we have be a man and now it's like okay okay i see where i see where you're at i see i see where you're going i see what you're doing i'm liking this journey it's not what i expected but i'm here i'm still here and i think they nailed it in my opinion screw the black crows i've got this album i don't need poison (laughs) i don't need great white i don't need white lion i don't need any of that shit because i got all that black crows and then all of that shit i just said even better all in one band. I mean, it just <laughs> be a man once again, unexpected. Didn't, I mean, I, I could suspect that's where you're going, but I like it. I'm into it. And I like the pace of this album a lot more. I think mm-hmm. the arrangement is much, much better, much better. I, I, the pace just, it just, I think it showcases their unique styles better. Yeah, for me, this is definitely a beginning to end listen every single time, if I've got the time <laughs> for this album, <laughs> for sure. It is a long album, 13 tracks. You know, well, yes. Camp Resonance is 12 tracks, too. So, yeah, they don't put out short albums. You get no, money they do sold. not. And they don't put out short songs, either. And they shouldn't. I, yeah, what they do is perfect. You know, weirdly enough, that's another little sort of, like, breadcrumb where I thought going into this, this was going to be a little bit different. Just mm-hmm. the album length in general. I mean, the album's a freaking hour long. Yes. No, Nobody in that genre was making albums this no. long at that no. time. No. no, never. They were they were, they were, were jacking off and running away. And these guys exactly. were like, yeah. I'm in it for the long haul, baby. And exactly. I'm, I'm here for it. Totally. Um, next we have Lazy Days and Crazy Nights. Fucking killer sound. And I know I'm repeating myself here about Jeff's vocals. It's just so hard not to gush over the sound of his voice and where he puts himself inside the beats. And I think that's where I got, you know, like analyzing. He doesn't sing over anything. He's right there in the pocket every damn time. And that is so rare. You know, he becomes again, the sum parts become a whole and he does that. And it's just, he's right there where he's supposed to be every time. And again, if I could just sit down and ask them like, who does your arrangements? How does the mixing work? Is that really where he puts himself or is that how he would, but he, you know, just his timing too is just phenomenal. Um, and, and so I just want to showcase uh, this song and just start right here.
doesn't quite so you think okay i i okay that's the song but it goes somewhere somewhere else but before we go there i just want to talk about that piece i just played his vocal ability and his rhythm um i think that's just a great place to showcase that his talent as a lyricist and vocalist is just very very unusual for this type of music and again so fucking underrated when you hear some when like that track to me right there it just shows how underrated i think this band really was so um let me play another piece of this song Solid song. It was. I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite tracks out of there. Although it, I think it is a great example of their, um, great example of their music. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I on a rating scale, I think that it's not a standout for me, but it's definitely a solid track. Matt, I would I agree. That. I would agree. I think I might hold it a little bit higher than Ed does. Just because usually when I'm listening to albums, um, this is the part of an album where it kind of it might start to just disinterest me a little bit. Mm -hmm. But going back to what you said, Sailor, about him staying in the pocket and not over singing anything. Freaking fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually I really enjoyed this song. It's one of my favorite songs on the, on the record, actually. To be honest I with think you. it's killer. And I, I, yeah. you know, and again, to go back to his vocals, it's that raspy um, thing you do, it can get it can get grating sometimes, right? It can get a little annoying, but he is a vocal, he is a true vocalist. He, he is, but it, and he knows, he knows, just from listening to him, you can tell he knows his strengths and he knows his weaknesses, and he's not going to um, overdo something that, mm -hmm. like you said, might, you know, ruin a song, you know, for the greater good, so to speak, so... Yeah, just changing yeah. it up when you could lose interest. Yep. That's I'm right there with you, Matt. Right. I I I normally do not like the middle of albums. I don't know what the fuck happens in the middle of albums sometimes, but I feel like uh, sometimes I'm I'm like listening to it. I'm like, oh, you guys are bored too. Yeah, I can tell. Moving along, this does not happen with this album at all. Nope. Um. So next we have yesterday's gone. Um, more of the awesome. They just can't go wrong here is what I wrote down. Then it gets really fun. Um, I don't, you guys know, I do not typically like the noodling. You know how I feel about this. <laughs> I ripped apart Mr. Eddie Van Halen. I, there were times when I was like, dude, you got to just, I got, I got it. I got it. Okay. Stop now. Like he's fantastic. He's, he was incredible. Uh, one of a kind, but Sometimes it was like enough. I love jazz. I'm a huge fan of jazz. Um, and sometimes I have to be like, okay, enough with the fucking trumpet. Just stop. It's enough. <laughs> I, if I ever hear a trumpet again, I'm going to fucking beat you over the head with it. Till you're dead. Enough. 
but <laughs> that does not happen here. So let me let me play this clip. And I'm surprised, you know, I surprised myself because I, I really, I really can't take it sometimes. So, right. I, see, I can't listen to that and not like laugh because I'm thinking of you listening yeah. to it and like. But every time, <laughs> but at, at every point when I'm almost like, okay, they change it. They they're right. just like That's it's true. like they know it's like they're they like to, like, fifteen seconds going like, like ah, you got another second here, motherfuckers, move along. They do it, and <laughs> this is what I love about it. So it gives me because I don't know. It's weird when you have a a preconceived notion about something, I start to hear noodling and I immediately shut down. And I shouldn't do that, of course, but it usually turns out how I'm afraid it's going to turn out. Like, oh, this is going to go on for a while. Like, Robin <laughs> loves that shit. Yeah. He, his, his favorite musician is Buckethead. And yeah. it's literally like 15,000 hours of Buckethead <laughs> noodling. And I'm just, sometimes it's very relaxing. You know, I'll walk through the room or he'll put it on. I'm like, oh, this is, this is like, you know, our version of elevator music. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, no. I could really, that's how you could torture me if you ever kidnapped me <laughs> um, and want to get the secrets out. <laughs> Play noodle, guitar noodling forever. He does like, he does break. like the noodling. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. Good that they didn't do that. So we know that. <laughs> Say a sailor's funeral. We have to play nothing but Buckethead, Buckethead. <laughs> Eric Johnson, Steve Vai. Excuse me. You think yeah. you guys are going to yeah, outlive me? You guys really think you're going to outlive me? I got enough vinegar in me to last a long fucking time. Triple nope. digits, baby. But I just want to bring up a point because this is a great example. The sound you just heard, a lot of bands, a lot of guitarists could have made you know, that their signature sound and you could have heard it in every other song, but not, no, you don't hear this in every other, every song. No, no, this is no. unique to that song. It's, but which again is, is great. What's great about this band. They're always mixing it up. They're always changing the sound. They're always throwing in variety in all of their songs, which I yeah. really like Matt. I really do appreciate. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Keeps the interest. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, to just go right along with our theme, We've got the way it is. This was another very big hit for them. Yeah. Um, I actually love this song. Oftentimes, I don't like the hits. Um, and I feel like it's a, it's a very fun song to sing. It's a nice balance between a straight up traditional rock song. And then you've got a bit of ballad throughout there, which I think is just a really, really interesting mix. Um, so again, they're keeping my interest just when I'm like, cause, cause we did the noodling and you can't do that again or I'm out. Right. I was like, please, please don't do that next because I'm going to lose my shit. Um, and they didn't, you know, they go on to something <laughs> entirely new, but still within the realm of what they're supposed to be doing. Right. So let me play this clip.
you know, I was I was just thinking vocally, probably the the only other singer I could really compare him to. If you're trying to explain someone who's never heard him before, hmm. almost hmm. think of like a Steven Tyler. He's very close to a Steven Tyler, oh, I would say. I have to disagree. Steven Tyler can't actually sing. He can but do his thing. He is Steven Tyler without the rough edges. Oh, I don't, I can't agree with you here. I'm sorry. No? Okay. I can no, see, I can see, I can see the influence. Yeah, but, but the Jeff can actually yeah. sing. And he can sing without doing yeah. the raspiness. He can, he can, I mean, look, Steven Tyler is fucking fantastic at what he does. And I, 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 yeah, but mm, I, I need better. Honestly, I think he's a Frankenstein of all the singers yeah. that he mentioned as inspirations. Because yeah. I get, honestly, I get everybody that he mentioned in interviews in his vocal style from song to song. They're all yeah. there. Agreed. Agreed. They're all there. Yes. Yeah. But not in an annoying yeah. way. Not in exactly. a way. Not in all the best I'm parts of everybody. Right. Yes. yes. It's, I'm still me and I'm doing my thing. But I genuinely love the sound of this, and I want to mm-hmm. kind of incorporate that. Love it. Um, <clears throat> so next we have Flight to Nowhere, which picks back up again when you need it to, right? Because there's the way it is. It, you got to have. You, I, I need you to come up again. And so I love the guitar work on the song. Um, I, again, I really wish I could scrub out the backing vocals. I just don't think it was necessary with this band. Um, and I want to say again, lyrically, um, how talented Tesla is. So if you just have time, you're, you're bored, you're on your phone watching TV, look at their lyrics. You, you will be pleasantly surprised. Um, okay. Now we're at the point where we have to talk about one of their other smash, smash hits. This song um I mean, huge. If you were there back then, you could not escape the song. So hopefully you liked it. I was very happy when it came out because it took some bullshit off the radio that I couldn't take anymore. Like, um, what the hell were they called? Those three chicks. I wanted to kill them sitting on the rocks next to the, next to the beach. Oh, TLC? No. Oh, God, no, I love TLC. I don't know. The three chicks. Yeah, rocks next to the beach. Oh, the dog. <laughs> I can just see it, and they're in their damn je- mom jeans. The daughters of the Vermont. <laughs> oh, Wilson Phillips. Thank you. I could. Oh. <laughs> I could. also coming off of Sinead O'Connor's fat face. I shouldn't say fat face. That's me. I didn't mean that. Big, large, bald head, fat face. Uh, just you know, I, it, it was. It just got so bad. It was so much. I don't know if there wasn't enough coming out. I don't know what was going on, but. Love song comes out and it's like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> what what I said about Heaven's Trail, as far as a rock song goes, for me, this is a love, love song. This is is it for me for ballads. This is one of my favorite ballads of all time. If 100%. this would probably, for the for the era, this would probably be definitely in my, my top 20, if not my top 10 ballads for that time. Sure. I will I will absolutely agree with you here, Ed. And I think you guys know I am not a girl who loves ballads from bands like this. Mm-hmm. I love my ballads, but I but I usually like my ballads from the bands that just do great ballads, right? Normally I don't like this shit. I'm gonna skip it. I'm not into it. I'm also not a fan of love songs. Um, but they've got the chops upon the chops upon the chops upon the chops. 
That's pretty good because this is literally called Love Song. <laughs> the minute I see a song called Love Song, I'm thinking about my girlfriends that would like purposely put on sad music to make themselves cry because their boyfriends broke up with them. And I would always be like, why are you doing the, the thing that makes you feel worse? <laughs> Understand. Like me, I'm gonna go play Metallica and like go smash cans and in the fucking train tracks and be mad and I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so the opening lyrics just pull you in. Again, once again, I'm so sorry that I keep repeating myself. I'm gonna apologize for that, but <laughs> the, the, the lyrical quality of this band, oh my god, it just pulls you in when you don't really want to be pulled in like me, not, not interested in your ballad. Cool. Cool. That's cute. Good for you that you did that for the people that love that, but it's not for me. And then this happens. Yeah, everybody knows that song. Yeah, my God, and what a so here's a here's a little thing I did. So I sat there and listened to it over and over and over. And I don't know if you guys have ever done this or do this, but if I listen to it over and over, I can close off the vocals in my brain a little bit and just focus on the music. You kind of like drown it out, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just I wish I could hear an isolated track. It's such a great song, even without the vocals. It's so, such a beautiful, beautiful song. I mean, his, of course, you know how I feel about his voice. He just adds, I think that's a nice thing, though. He adds just another layer of beauty on top of it. But it's still got, it's still a powerful song. I mean, the sentiment is gorgeous, but it's a fucking great song. And I can't believe I'm saying that about a song like this. But I am. So it's also a great karaoke song. I just want to attack this from a slightly different angle. Okay. okay. I'm going to go the, you know, the no toll route on the GPS here. Okay. Um, so to me, it's a freaking great song. We all know that we can hear it. We can listen. Everything about that song is great, but I don't know what it is. It reminds me of so many other ballads that are exactly the same. I don't know. That are exactly that. I can't think of. I don't know. It's just there, the there's there's it. just for some reason that song. There, I don't know. There is a. I can't, certain, I can't put a, in the words. I think there's what you're like trying. A certain. Yeah. Go ahead. A Ed. certain ballad formula. A form. Yeah. Yes, established yes. during that time. Yeah. It's it's there's certain aspects of it that's kind of formulaic, which I didn't get from their other songs. Okay. Well, I don't know. So maybe that's why it doesn't hold. You know, hold the thought, hold that thought for one second. Yeah. Just hold that thought that you've got. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for you and I'm I wanna ask you again if you feel like it's formulated. Just let me sure, play you yeah. the yeah. opening of it. Sure.
Okay. So it's my favorite part of the song. Right you, there. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So you got me slightly there because compartmentalizing it into sections. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's nothing like that of the genre at the time. Correct. Yes. Also that clip I played. But as a whole. Okay. You know, but yeah. Again, listen back in a minute 30 when he comes in. There's This is no valid formula. It, there just isn't. I mean, we can take, we can layer journey, we can layer a journey song, a foreigner song, you know, all of the big ballad bands. We can layer those on top of each other and, and definitely see like formula. Sure, sure, sure. I don't, I don't see that with this song though. Is it perhaps, I wonder, is it because it's so fucking well written and so smooth and kind of creamy and just works that you feel like it's so familiar. Uh, very well said. Um, creaminess. Yeah, <laughs> if, if that's such <laughs> you know a thing right mean. now. Like, yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. A, a, a um, like it's, it's, it's a familiarity. Natural, yeah. Yes. Yes, it's, a, yes. it's, a, it's its own natural. I'm not saying thing. it's a bad song. Don't get me wrong. I'm no, no, not. I know, it's a I know, fantastic no, no, no. I song. I totally know that. I yeah. totally know that. I just wonder if you think that it feels just so welcoming and familiar and easy to listen to that it seems formulaic or like other things. But then if you really, really listen to it and and take it in parts, you'll realize it really isn't. I think it's well said, so what I, different than other So, ballads. So what I will do. Um, before the next episode, and I will okay. listen to it a few more times and really dig in my heels into it. So, okay. yes. You know what? Homework. I got yeah. it. <laughs> this is musical comfort food. Yes. This is the best macaroni and cheese you've yes. ever had. Yes. It's good. It's yes. creamy. But, hey, this macaroni and cheese, I think, are, is that Gruyere I taste in there? Yes. That's ah, a little oh, different. Yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Is that yes. a yeah. little hint of uh, maybe cayenne in there? Yeah. It's like yeah. bacon, oh. right? Yeah. 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 Like I know this because it's mac and cheese. I know that I already like it. I know there's a ton of mac and cheese. I've but had it's not craft. Like, yeah. But it's, but no, but it's also not, not the same as another amazing mac and cheese that I've had. Yeah. But it reminds me of it and it feels just as good. Yeah. So homework. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, listeners, dear listeners, we're going to do this in two parts because there was just so much to go over. We haven't done a battle in a really long time. And I just felt this band deserved, you know, two parts to really dig into all of their tracks and songs, especially because we're doing their first two albums. So they're in one time and place. I thought it was fair. Um, you know, we're going to end with Parties Over. Great track to end the album with, I think. I could have done, I will say this, I could have done without track 12 Paradise. Um, I would have liked to just uh, either end with Love Song or uh, go to the parties over. That that would have been fine for me. So, See, love, love Song, they say you think that it's over. True. But it really isn't over. That's true. <laughs> they couldn't have put that at the end. You will, you will <laughs> find Love Again or hear another song you like again. Touche. Um, having said that, let's just stop here, guys. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I am going, I have changed my mind 50 times already, which album I'm going to choose and why I want to, I want to give it another 
I want to give it a little more due diligence. And now that we've discussed it too, I want to go back and listen again. So let's do our homework. Let's come back next time. Let's talk a little bit more about the band themselves because we really, we haven't talked about the band um, and we usually go deep into the band. So let's talk a little bit more about the band. Let's also talk a little bit about their newer stuff. Um, I'll tell you, I have not listened to their newer stuff. You know, I don't typically do that. I get disappointed and I don't want that to overshadow a band that I really love. But I'm I'm actually in, interested and excited to, the, to do that with this band because they are such phenomenal musicians mm-hmm. and have always stuck to their own style. So I, I'm curious. So let's do that. And then we'll reveal our choices. How does that sound? Sounds great. One other thing, too, I will mention um, before we, we leave. There's... We should do a show on on cover songs and bands that do cover songs. It's rare. There are rare bands that I feel do covers better than the original, oh, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And this is one of those bands. And if you don't know the song I'm talking about, maybe I'll reveal it in the next episode. Mm. Yeah, well, say it for the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a strong argument too. You know, that's yes. you know having a cover band play the original better. The original artist. Yes. Great there, idea. There are some who have done it. There are some, yes. For sure. I don't think many, typically. Unless you, I, well, yeah. All right, cool. So, all right, we're done. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. All right. So, thank you for listening. As always, guys, hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Um, you can find us, of course, on all social media platforms. Uh, find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. Find us on Twitter at Metal Whiskey. We have a super cool Facebook group. Ask to join Metal Rock Whiskey, of course, in your search bar. If you like this video, uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell right below us here so you get all the notifications for new videos. Anytime we upload something and click and make sure you go all the way down and click like on every single one of those videos, please. Really helps a lot. And uh, you can find me personally on Instagram at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is the whiskey. That is whiskey. Save the E. Um, <laughs> I'll get it right one of these days. One I swear. of these days. Uh, you can find me all over the place. I'm a sailor. Um, sailor Guevara on the IGs. You can also, um, if you want to join my cocktail club, I'd love to have you. Um, my, my, my fellows here can tell you how much fun it is. We have such a mm-hmm. great time. I love doing it. It's, it's just a dream come true to be able to do something like this. And um, I love it. It's super fun. Um, it's affordable. The value is phenomenal. Um, we are also going to be releasing our own cocktail mix for Metal Rock and Whiskey very soon. We've teased it a few times. It's in production. Um, I'm excited to share with you. It is a mix of all of our tastes. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it'll be it'll be really interesting. Um, also, our sisters on the TLE podcast, the Lounge Experience, they were our guests for our pizza debacle, um, and uh, so they are uh, now partnering with us. And um, I'm doing a couple cocktails for them per every month, and uh, you'll hear about it on the show, and then you can buy them on the website sailorgavara.com. So uh, yeah. And just like Matt said about the YouTubes, um, if you want to check us out, I would love to know that you're actually watching them. It helps us, you know, know if we should spend time on it or not. It's pretty cool. 
Um, and I don't think we've thanked our listeners in a long time. We've been doing this for a considerably long time for podcasts, I have to say. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we've been through hell and back all together. And um, our listeners, we keep getting new listeners, which is amazing. Hello, new listeners. Um, we'll, we'll do something really cool for you guys for the holidays. I'll, I'll figure something out really super fun that we can do um, to thank you all for sticking with us. Those of you that have been with us since the beginning um, and all the, <laughs> the crazy shit that we've been through and yes. all of the changes that were made and us uh, getting shit faced and falling off our chairs in the middle of recording and so on and so forth. And then, you know, periods where we couldn't record because we had family tragedies or pandemics, um, you know, so thanks for sticking with us. I just want to take a minute to say that. We love you. Thank you. Join it. And I feel like our podcast has kind of been one years long um, series of where in the world is sailor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All the different moves you've gone through. (laughs) And it's so true. And it's, I got to tell you, it's so weird for me. I have been in one place without being in a hotel room for probably might be one of the longest periods of my life, perhaps, maybe not when I was sick, but um, yeah, my career, I was on the road all the time and moved so often. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Wait, well, can, I drop, can I drop one more thing? Sorry. Sure. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, new episodes, Wrestling With Respect dropping. Oh yeah. Month. All right. You're back. We are in the most important year of professional wrestling and maybe two decades coming out of a pandemic. We need to be back. So we will be back. Oh, wow. I love it. Mm. Yes. Gosh. Yeah. You guys have been sorry, Ed. All right. Yeah. No problem. Get it out there. You can find their part of the Spirit to Rock Network. Mm -hmm. Um, Check them out. Where do they find you, Matt? Uh, On Instagram at Wrestling with Respect. We are very active on Twitter at Respect Pod. So love it. Yes. Check it out. All right. And for me, if you're interested in following my hijinks, you can find me <laughs> at Urban Gink. I love it. On Instagram. Uh, so with that, listeners, if you love us or even just like us, we'll take that too. Just a little bit. Please, as Matt, Matt said earlier, I'm just going to repeat him now. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a like. Give us a follow. We appreciate it. You know what? If you hate us and you give us a thumbs down, I'm going to see it and I'm going to contact your ass and I'm going to be like, why? Why do you hate us? What the fuck? You want to fight about it? Let's go. All right. (laughs) Click that fucking bell, man. So join us in a couple of weeks for the next episode (laughs) of this Tesla series. Or we'll be back and we will do battle. And fuck you, Wilson Phillips.